Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, hello, hello. I'm welcoming myself and whatever audience we have back to PSO baseball we have mlb podcast coming back at you it's nick uh chasey jay's ramping this bad boy back up we took some time off a little disoriented but i'm back we're back so follow us on twitter and instagram at pso sports one and then pointless sports opinions anywhere else uh we also got a website pointlesssports.com go there see what's up uh learn some more about us but like i said it's nick back with you it's been a it's been a hot minute since we've done a baseball podcast, and I'm back to you talking about things that I seem that I like or I think are interesting. I'm just trying to go around the MLB landscape, showing you guys what's going on and you know the biggest storyline so far. So I'm just going to jump right into it. The New York markets are flourishing, folks. Yankees and the Mets. What is this, 2000 again? Um, Mets leading their division, 22-11. They made those big offseason moves. You know, they got Scherzer. They traded for a pitcher from the Athletics, Bassett. They signed Marcana. They signed Starling Marte. Steve Cohen, the owner, said he was out to spend money. He spent it, and it looks like it's paying off uh, with that 22-11 record. And the Mets are out to a six-and-a-half game lead over Philly and Atlanta. Uh, disappointing starts for those two teams. They're 15 and 17. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is back and bopping for Atlanta. And Philly's got, we'll see what Philly's got. They added some guys in the offseason too. Um, Castellanos and Schwarber. And they still got the MVP of last year, Bryce Harper. Uh, and speaking of Harper, guy cannot throw a baseball for a month. Tore his, there's a little tear in his UCL. So, uh, we're happy Baseball world is happy that the NL has the DH because Harper can still swing the bat. Uh, if you guys remember Shohei Otani doing this a couple of years ago when he got Tommy John, he still came back pretty early and got to swing it. So they're going to be relying on him. Um, early start to the season, folks. It's 
it's 30 plus games in if that so we're kind of watching New York kind of dominate the Mets uh, really good team Scherzer looks good I just love Max Scherzer everyone and he, he's making out like a band in here but and let's talk about the Yankees here while we're at it they're uh, 23 and 8 uh, four and a half games up over the Tampa Bay Rays and six and a half over Toronto who was you know the kind of the darling coming into this offseason coming into the season from the offseason Boston's 11 and 20 they're in the cellar down there they're the second worst team in the AL they are struggling okay third worst team if we're doing winning percentage wise uh, and they made the playoffs last year so what's going on there we don't know like I said it's early Toronto 17 and 15 finding themselves, but everyone but the Yankees has a negative run differential in the AL East, and it looks like the Yankees have the second highest run differential in the MLB, the highest in the AL. They have a plus 60, so they're scoring runs. Judge is off to a great start. Um, Gene Carlo's doing his thing, and uh, Stalwart's like they have, they've had for a couple years. It looks like Glaber's having a, a better year. Looks like... Uh, Garrett Cole finally learned how to pitch without the sticky stuff because he's been lights out here lately. Um, Nestor Cortez coming out of nowhere being really good this year. So it's looking good for the Yankees. Stays healthy. Keep hitting the ball. Uh, Rizzo's having a really good year. He's saying it's it feels like the 2016 Cubs, um, if that means anything for you guys. But Yankees look like they have that offense finally. That consistent offense that we haven't seen for a couple years in a row now. But <clears throat> baseball world loves it. We we love seeing those New York teams being great. And we love seeing... I, I like seeing the storyline of the Mets kind of... They're messing around and, and saying they're going to be good. Which is, you know, the Mets are going to met, maybe. But they look good, folks. And... I don't, I mean, Washington's bad, Miami's, what are you going to expect out of them? Probably not much. And Philly is kind of like the new Mets. Philly's going to Philly because they've been spending money, but we don't, we don't know where they're going, so I'm, I'm not sure. And then Atlanta, they did have a slow start last year, so we'll see what happens when everything settles. Like I said, we're a fifth of the way through the season, so it's going to take some time to figure it all out, but... Uh, next big thing I wanted to jump to, so you got those teams on the East Coast in the New York market leading their respective divisions, um, and then we can go all the way to the West Coast. Dodgers, twenty and ten, um, playing great. They have the best run differential in the MLB at plus seventy six. Bad news dropped today. Uh, Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw is having a rebound year. He's going back on the DL. What's new? He was a he was a stud going in. What do you have? Uh, five starts. He's four and zero with thirty innings pitched and five starts. He has a one point eight ERA. He looks like the Kershaw of old. Um, but their rotation, I think their whole pitching staff is lights out. Two point four eight ERA as I read this today. Walker Beeler's looking like he's the next big horse. Obviously, we've known that, but he's taken over that mantle from Kershaw being the ace. Kid is on fire. I mean, I think he's the most winningest pitcher ever in his first 100 starts. Uh, he just doesn't lose. He's also been blessed with this great team. 
Julio Urias also looking like he's going to be a stud. He had a great year last year. Looking like he's keeping it up. But uh, this is their starters through five, six games. Uh, Bueller with a 1.96 ERA and a 2.02 ERA+. plus. Urias with a 2.1 ERA through six starts. Uh, 189 ERA+. plus. Kershaw, like I said, he's only had five starts and he just hit the DL by 1.8 ERA. Uh, and the ERA plus is 2-2-1. So if you guys don't know what that is, it's just a metric to measure how much better you are than league average. So league average for ERA plus is 100. So, I mean, all these guys I've mentioned so far are, you know, much, much better than league average. And then Tony Gonsolin, uh, he's been in that rotation bullpen on that staff for a while. Uh, in six starts, he's got a 1.33 ERA with a 299 ERA plus. I mean, these guys are just pitching lights out. And if you remember, they traded for Craig Kimbrell right before the season started. He's uh, looking like he's the Craig Kimbrell of old. <sighs> looking good. Dodgers, not worried about it. And then uh, Freddie Freeman, new new place he's playing. He's still being Freddie Freeman. Uh, 890 OPS. He's got a 310 average. This guy's going to always hit. Big move for these Dodgers to get him. Um, Mookie Betts turning on as of late. Cody Bellinger started hot, not so hot at the moment. Um, hitting 205, still striking out a ton. But <clears throat> season's young, like I said, 30, 35 games in. Um, and they're the second best team in baseball. So I'm sure they're not necessarily too worried right now, especially when they're leading the division. Um, right behind them are the Padres, the um, Fernando Tatis list Padres, but. They got some dudes being studs. Uh, there's a front runner in for MVP on this team. His name's Manny Machado. Uh, he's leading the league in so many offensive categories, at least the NL. I mean, he's got the his WAR for position players is a 2.8, leading the league. His batting average, excuse me, he's hitting 3.83. His on base is 4.60. He's slugging 6.25. His OPS is a 1.085. Um, Awesome. This is the Manny Machado that I know he's capable of, and he's not been bad in the past couple of years, but he's really looking like he's turning on finally. Uh, just being a, the cog in this lineup that's going to keep hitting and keep being great. Uh, let's not forget about Eric Hosmer, man. He, he got that big contract, and he hasn't been bad for the Padres. This is year, what, one, two, three, four, five. This is year five. Um, he's hit 269 for him average-wise. And he's, he's been a pretty good, a little bit above average offensively. But he's looking great. He's hitting 367 with a 434 on base and a 985 slugging. Uh, OPS Plus, that's another metric that uh, league average is 100. He's hitting, his OPS Plus is 193, so he's well above league average. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why they're so good at 20 and 12, a game behind the Dodgers. And then... Joe Musgrove looking great. We kind of saw him do some big things over the past couple of years. That no-hitter, I think, last year. Um, and then they're trading for Sharon Manaya. He's been good for him so far. He's been good, not great. But Mackenzie Gore, rookie they got, 23-year-old kid. He's looking great. Uh, five starts, 2-4-2 ERA. He's striking out uh, a batter in inning. And he's, I mean, he's... His walk rate's a 3.1. Get it down, kid, get it down. But it's looking good. His ERA plus is 154. I 
My Clevenger, remember he got traded a couple years ago from Cleveland to this team, the Padres, and he was hurt. So this is his first start in, since, what, 2020, 2019? So let's see what his season looks like. If he's good and he can be a big piece and a, the pitcher he was before Tommy John, uh, watch out, Dodgers. You got this guy coming for you. You Darvish is still here. He's up there in age. He's 35, but I'm sure you will be striking guys out. He'll probably have a sub-375 ERA, and if that's your fourth or fifth starter, goodness. And then they traded for Taylor Rogers in the offseason, twin brother of, I think, Tyler Rogers from the the, the, the submarine guy from the, uh, the Giants. This dude's been on fire, man. He has 12 saves in 13 games. He's got a .71 ERA. His, I mean, he's unhittable right now. So that's been looking like a great, great trade so far. And their team ERA is 3.68. That's nothing to... Nothing to scoff at. They're looking good. and So these Padres look like they're ready to rock and roll. And just think what happens when Tatis comes back and if Machado and Hosmer can keep it going. Uh, wow, I'm, I'm excited. And they got Luke Voigt too struggling. But let's see what happens with these Padres. They're chasing the Dodgers. It's been a thing the past couple of years. And then right on the heels of the Dodgers and Padres, uh, the Giants, um, the 107-win Giants last year. Gabe Kapler still making every move possible. This team's still performing really well. Uh, Posey retired in the offseason. They're still they're still chugging right along. Without like an offensive superstar, they don't have anyone that's lighting the world on fire. But they're still... Still going right along. Um, Carlos Rodon signed him in the offseason. That guy's been great. One, or He's got a 2-2-3 ERA plus with a 1.8 ERA and six starts. I think he's striking the world out. Yeah, 53 strikeouts in 35 innings. Um, and they're, they, they have a great bullpen as well again. I mean, and it's 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 that team again without a superstar like the Dodgers have Freeman and, and – uh, and, and Bellinger and uh, Trey Turner and and the Padres have the Machados and they have um, Tatis Jr. sitting there waiting to come back. But who's the superstar on this team? I could say Carlos Rodon, but their bullpen's really good. They have a 3.42 team ERA. They're just not scoring tons of runs, but they're they're making a count when they do, and they have a, a lights out bullpen. So. Exciting to watch these two teams. Arizona's 17-15. and 15. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, I thought they were going to be in the cellar. I think they were one of the worst teams last year. 52-1, and one, one, 110, so they lost 110 games last year. But um, I don't know. There's proven people wrong. They have some insane pitching going on right now. Um, Mad Bum and seven starts. He's got a 1.78 ERA. Zach Gallen, who was a stud a couple years ago. In five starts, he's got a .95 ERA in 28 innings. I mean, that's going to go up, but that's a sub-1 ERA through five starts. Merrill Kelly, uh, I think they extended him this offseason. He's got 42 innings pitched and a 1.71 ERA. I mean, they're just getting performances from their starters that are keeping them afloat. 17-15, and I don't really believe anything is going to happen with it, but it's nice to see them not necessarily tanking. So uh, it's a cool story, but 
Are they going to last? Probably not, but we'll see. They're not in last place, and 16 and 15 are the Colorado Rockies. We're going to assume that Arizona and Colorado are going to bring up the bottom of the division. Uh, I got sidetracked here in the NL West. Uh, one of the things I was really excited to uh, talk about was the LA Angels. Went off to their best start in a couple of years. It feels like to me, that if I can remember, but they're 21 and 12. They're a half game behind the Houston Astros. Um, Houston's in fuego, ladies and gentlemen. They have a 21 and 11 record. They've won 10 in a row, and they've caught up with the Angels. But I think this Angels team is here to stay. Led by who? You guys know who. Mike Trout having a tremendous bounce-back season. Looking like Mike Trout of old. We haven't seen Mike Trout a lot over the past two years. Uh, The 2020 season, he played 53 out of 60 games, but that's never enough. And then last year, he played 36 games, which sucked. Because you don't want to see this guy hurt. You need to see him play every single day. (coughs) Or at least as much as possible. But Trout's off to a great start. OPS Plus of 249. He's hitting the shit out of the ball, the cover off of it. Uh, nine homers, 19 RBIs, slugging 1-1-8-8. And the funny thing is, it's second on his team. A kid named Taylor Ward, um, he's got a 1.119, sorry, 1.199 OPS plus. So he's just tearing the cover off the ball, hitting a lot of doubles and homers. This dude's got four doubles, a triple, and seven homers, uh, hitting 367. He's got the OPS plus of 254, right above Mike Trout's 249. So he's well above above league average. Uh, I don't know how long this is going to stay. But Jared Walsh is playing fine, playing good. Um, He's above league average. (coughs) They got Tyler Wade this offseason. I don't know if it's from the Yankees or not. Um, But I think it was from the Yankees. But he's been serviceable at second base. Anthony Rendon... He got paid that big contract a couple years ago. He's not been very good for them. His first year, the 2020 season, the shortened season, he was solid. Uh, last year, really struggled offensively. Hit 240. This year, he's under 200 right now and 29, 30 games in. Um, and I don't even think I've mentioned the most exciting player on this team. Everyone knows who he is. Uh, Shohei Otani. Um, six homers, 21 RBIs, five stolen bases. He's only slugging 445 and an OPS of 762, but his OPS plus is 125, and it's it's what do we, I keep on saying 30 35 games in. We're gonna see Shohei mesh. What did he do? 40 something home runs last year. 46. Um, I don't <coughs> excuse me. I don't doubt he's gonna hit another 35 to 40 this year. Oh, and uh, can we always never ever forget that he's the ace of the staff as well. He's three and two through six games with a two seven eight ERA, uh, forty six strikeouts in thirty two and a third innings. He's got the ERA plus of one thirty five. Uh, Noah Syndergaard having a great season this year. Five starts, twenty nine and a third innings, two four five ERA. Um, like to see him strike more guys out, but ERA plus of one fifty three. And remember, this guy was uh, a Cy Young contender for the first couple of years of his career. W- was that good? When he could stay healthy, but he hasn't had a healthy year. I mean, 2017, he had seven games started. 2018, he had 25. 2019, he had uh, 32 games, but wasn't great. Um, probably a little below league average. 2020, he sat out all year with Tommy John. 
2021 he had uh, two games appeared in. Uh, but they got him this offseason, and you know it's a big piece in the in the rotation if they need it. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, we saw him last year a little bit. He is starting off pretty well this year. Uh, five games started in a 2.03 RA. Um, this is what the Angels have not had in years, a solid rotation. And it's it, it's looking like they have this built together finally. Uh, led by Shohei. No Syndergaard's good piece. Patrick Sandoval's a young kid. They get up. Uh, and then storyline of this week for this Angels team, Reed Detmers comes out. Uh, rookie, I believe, 22-year-old. He threw a no-hitter the earlier this week. Uh, it was awesome. Threw like 105 pitches, and that's a crazy amount. But he came out here and threw a no-hitter this week. First one of the season. Uh, he's 2-1 and one with a 3.77 ERA and six starts. And if he could be, what, the four guy, in five guy? So, I mean, he could be a huge piece for this rotation as well. They're really relying on Shohei Otani and Noah Syndergaard. And if, this, if Patrick Sandoval can keep it up, that's huge. Then you have Reed Detmers throwing no hitters. And then Michael Lorenzen, if you don't remember that guy, he's kind of a two-way player. I'll put quotes around that. He played a little bit in the outfield and hit for the Reds. And he was also a reliever. The A's are giving him a chance to start. So, uh... We'll see where that experiment goes. He's always good out of the bullpen. He throws some heat. But they have a good rotation, too. Their staff area is a 3-3-7 from bullpen and uh, rotation. Uh, so I'm excited. This is my team to watch. Seattle is off to a very disappointing start. They are 14-18. and 18. Uh, Mitch Hanniger is out. They're a big guy who hit a lot of home runs last year. Uh, <coughs> Eusenio Suarez and Jesse Winker are struggling. Suarez is hitting 202. His, his OPS plus is above league average, but he's still struggling. Um, Jesse Winker is struggling hard, an 81 OPS plus. He's got one home run and 113 at bats. Um, they just sent out their one of their star prospects, Jared Kalenic, down to the minors. He's back in AAA today. He was, oh my goodness, through. 30 games for this kid in 86 at-bats. He had three home runs, but he's striking out 36 times. That's probably a 33% strikeout rate. Hitting 140, slugging 291, OPS plus of 54. So, I mean, he needs to, I guess they sent him down to get some work done. Um, Julio Rodriguez, their other stud, 21-year-old you know, prospect. He's up, he's performing right around, around league average, but... Uh, he's stealing bags. He's 10, 10 for 11 and stolen bases. He's holding his own at the plate, hitting 254. Uh, if we can see this kid continue to be great and steal bases, and it looks like he's striking out a lot, but, you know, get hits and <clears throat> don't be a liability to your team like Kalanikolos. Um, he could stay up, but I'd say the big storyline for this lineup is Ty France. He's having a career year. Uh, five home runs, 24 RBIs. He's hitting 325 with a 399 on base, uh, 166 OPS plus. And then J.P. Crawford's also, I mean, he's been great for them over the past few years. Still showing that why he was a talented top prospect. He's hitting 333 with a 419 OP, or OBP. His OPS is 953. He's, uh, he's kind of the solid rock in that lineup. Um. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And then Logan Gilbert's been really good for him. Uh, 213 ERA and 38 innings pitch with the 153, excuse me, 169 ERA plus. Uh, Robbie Ray offseason acquisition. They signed him to a contract. Um, struggling a little bit. 41 strikeouts and 42 and two thirds innings pitched. He's three and three with a 4.22 ERA. Um, Marco Gonzalez is still there on that team. He's he's been there for a long time now. He's playing well enough. Doing well enough. He's one and four with a three nine one ERA and six starts, but I assume that'll probably be good enough for them. They need Robbie Ray to get together, and they need a fifth starter to kind of pop out and appear to be good. They just called up a kid, one of their prospects, George Kirby. He had a his his MLB debut last year, I believe, or last week. He debuted last week, and he had I think six innings pitched of no runs and seven strikeouts. So that could be the fifth piece they're missing. Um, their staff ERA is a 3.84, but <coughs> we're going to see what happens with these guys. Um, Texas, all those big, F- the Rangers had those big off season acquisitions of Seager, Corey Seager, uh, Marcus Simeon and John Gray. Um, Marcus Simeon struggling mightily. A 165 batting average. His OPS plus is 35 guys. That is not what the Rangers need out of him. Uh, Corey Seager's been picking up his late. He leads the team in home runs with seven, it looks like. Um, I don't doubt Corey Seager. He's always been a solid player. But this offense is not producing. Um, it looks pretty tough. Their run differential is only minus five. But they're 13 and 17. <clears throat> and the offense doesn't look like it's particularly great. I don't see anyone standing out. Um, but they need Simeon to pick it up. They need Corey Seager to be better. Uh, they just need guys to produce because it looks like they're struggling hard. Um, in the rotation, Dane Dunning looks like he's been solid. John Gray struggling a little bit. Four starts only with a five five one ERA. Um, Martin Perez, I believe they picked him up from the. Well, he he was. I don't know where he's pitching. Uh, Boston last year, apparently, uh, he if you can remember this long ago, he started in Texas for his first six years, seven years. Uh, he's back this year with a 2.1 ERA, six starts. Uh, I don't know if he'll be able to keep it up, but they need guys to eat innings and be good. And it, we'll see what happens there, but disappointing start. And then Oakland, we kind of knew, was going to 
be in a rebuild mode. But <clears throat> I'm really trying to see. The last two we have are the AL and NL Central. We'll go with the AL. Detroit's nine and twenty-three. That is not what we. That's not what I thought they'd be. Nine and twenty-three is bad. They were seventy-seven and eighty-five. They overperformed last year. I thought, um, and you know, we we they signed Javi Baez. They got Eduardo Rodriguez this year. They traded for Austin Meadows, but you know, young kid Spencer Torkelson was coming up, one of their top prospects. Tucker Barnhart. They traded for him, who's actually Tucker Barnhart's been really good for a catcher. Sorry, but they don't. Man, I don't know what happened to them. Their run differentials. A negative 42, so, um, it, I just don't know how they're 9-23 and 23 when they had such a good year last year, but, Tariq Skubal's been good, six starts, a sub-3 ERA, and an ERA plus of 124, they got, <coughs> they got Michael Pineda still there, he signed on a one-year deal, Eduardo Rodriguez, um, tough start to start the year, 4.5 ERA and six starts. Looks like he needs to get it going a little bit. He was their big money, one of their, he's their big money. Eduardo Rodriguez is their big money pitcher. They paid him a lot, but he needs to be better. But Scooble looks like he's taking the next step. Uh, so that's exciting for them. So we'll see what happens here. I 9-23 start, it's going to be hard to really come back from that. Kansas City ten and nineteen, not looking great. We kind of, kind of didn't think they'd be great. They were seventy four and eighty eight. I'm sure they'll be right around there this year. Is that Granky's back playing well? Uh, Salvador Perez hit all those home runs last year, but it's not looking like it's translating to much this year. He's hitting two hundred. Uh, Andrew Benintendi looks like he might be a nice solid trade piece. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Bobby Witt, their young stud prospect, he's struggling. He's got an OPS plus of 62. He's only hitting 211. Um, we'll see what happens. It's only, like I said, a, a fifth of the way here. But what happened to Wenton Merrifield, guys? He's been one of the most consistent premier hitters in the last couple of years. He's hitting 162 with an OPS plus of 22. Uh, I have no idea what's going on with this guy. One home run, a 198 OBP, and a 214 slugging. He is in need of something, but he, he looks bad. He looks really, really bad. And as for their starting staff, uh, Zach Granke's here, 267 ERA and six starts, ERA plus of 144, and Brad Keller, been on, on the team for a couple years now. Yeah, I think it was year five. He's got a 143 ERA plus. Brad Keller's got a 143 ERA plus and 36 and two-thirds innings, so... He's looking like he's figuring it out. And I think Granky's there for a reason. He's there to help these younger pitchers out and kind of give that experience. And I don't think he's done pitching by any means. I mean, he's, he's throwing 63-mile-per-hour EFIS pitches, and he's still doing well. So I love watching that Granky do his thing. He's a Hall of Famer in my mind. So, But we're going to see what happens with this team because they're, they're another couple years away. Uh, Cleveland at 15 and 15, they started off hot, but I'm, and they started off offensively really well, 
but we're not sure exactly what to expect of him. Uh, Josh Naylor's been on fire for him. Uh, Andres Jimenez has been good. Jose Ramirez looks like he's rebounding, not rebounding. He's continuing his success from last year. Um, young guy named Stephen Kwan gets on base a lot for him. Rookie um, at 396 OBP with a 298 average. So, I mean, they got guys who are pretty good. They're above league average. Owen Miller coming out of nowhere. I think he's just a utility guy. He plays everywhere. Doing really well. PS Plus of 187. Um, they're 15 and 15, but it looks like um, their starting staff kind of leaves more to be desired. Cal Quantrell, a 3.93 RA in 34 innings. Shane Bieber, a 4.13. Shane Bieber has a 4.13 ERA in 32.3 innings. Um, the only guy in their rotation who's got an open. The only guy in their rotation who's got an ERA plus that is positive, that's above league average, is Tristan McKenzie. His is 133. He's got a 276 ERA. He's got five starts, 29 and a third innings. Um, Strike an inning guy. So I like to see this kid. He's got some flair. He looks fun. He looks like he's their next big ace because the Indians are somehow. <coughs> the Indians somehow were able to pull off this run where they were able to, you know, Corey Kluber. Um, Trevor Bauer, uh, I mean, Clevenger was there. They had a run where they were just able to pick guys up and reanimate them or draft kids and who were great. So we'll see. Aaron Savali, who has been in the rotation a couple of years, last year he had a solid year. This year he's got a 9.45 ERA in 20 innings pitch. That's not good. Um, but it looks like their rotation struggling as a whole. But... Um, bullpen looks solid for the most part, but it looks like that's one of the big holes is their starting rotation. Because, I mean, you showed me this lineup with the only guy I know you would know maybe is Jose Ramirez if you're just a casual baseball fan. But some guys are putting up some plus numbers, and I, their run differential is still it's a plus ten. Um, and then the White Sox at fifteen and fifteen as well, and then Minnesota is eighteen and fourteen. Um, we're going to see what happens with this team. Byron Buxton looks great. Um, Miguel Sano starting off poorly. Really bad. He's on the IL. Carlos Correa says he likes it there. He's starting okay. He's hurt. He got hit in the hand. Uh, Gary Sanchez traded for him in the offseason struggling. But I'm just trying to see. Joe Ryan starting off really well in their rotation. But their rotation looks like it's struggling as well. Uh Run differential for them is only a plus seven. We're going to see how that goes. But Trevor Larnick, I've heard the name. 25, he's playing really well for me. He's their primary left fielder. He just won the IL, it looks like. So, and then as long as Buxton's, Buck, as long as Byron Buxton, as long as Byron Buxton can stay healthy and they get a nice supporting cast around him with Correa, and Jorge Polanco and Trevor Larnick, and you know maybe Max Kepler doing some good things, and they can get a solid starting rotation. Um, they got some guys on the IL right now: Chris Paddock, Dylan Bundy, Bailey o- Bailey Ober. I mean, those three fifths of their starting rotation right now is hurt. Uh, so we're gonna see what happens here. <clears throat> and then the White Sox, um, fifteen and fifteen. 
Tim Anderson's doing his thing, dude. All this dude knows how to do is hit. He's got a three thirty three batting average. So we're going to see him keep going. Um, Luis Robert. Luis Robert. Looking good. Um, kind of waiting for him to explode. And then Idolo Jimenez hurt right now. I mean, those two guys are the guys we thought would carry this team. Along with Jose Abreu, who's struggling right now. Uh, like we said, it is early May. We're a month and a week into the season. <clears throat> but... Dealing with injuries right now, it looks like, because Andrew Vaughn currently hurt. Yohan Moncada just came off the IL. He's played in three games, it looks like. Um, so we're going to see what happens here. Their bullpen, Liam Hendricks struggling to start the year, but their bullpen looks pretty solid. Dallas Keiko looks awful. 6.86 ERA in 21 innings. Julito looks like he's doing really well. Michael Kopik, oh my gosh, 6 in. Six starts, 29 innings. He's got a .93 ERA, uh, strikeout an inning. And then Dylan Cease, we saw the shot, uh, the the flashes of brilliance last year. Seven starts, 38 innings. He's got 58 strikeouts, ladies and gentlemen. That is insane. Um, but if him and Kopit can be good, and Giolito, who is the ace of this team, and then if they can get one more guy who's a solid starter, they have Vince Velasquez as their fourth starter. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, this would look to me a team that they're going to make a trade or something like that. Or they'll plug in someone that they have on the team into the starting rotation. Like a, If you guys remember Reynaldo Lopez, he might go in there. But um, Honestly, I think they're hurting for Carlos Rodon. So the White Sox, we'll see what happens with them. They're, you know, the darlings. From last year, Tony Russo did manage a crappy game last night. But... We'll see what happens there. I don't know. Uh, and the last team we're going to talk last division we'll talk about is Central NL. Uh, Milwaukee is leading that. Uh, they're getting their best production out of Corbin Burns. And then Eric Lauer, if you can believe that. Uh, Brandon Woodruff having a really rough start to the season. But Corbin Burns looking like he's following up on his year last year. 50 strikeouts and 38 and two-thirds of an inning with a 186 ERA. Uh, Eric Lauer coming off of a good year last year, but in five starts, he's got 29 and two innings. Two and five starts, he's got 29 and two thirds innings pitched with 42 strikeouts. ERA plus of 223. Uh, he was good last year, but he's got a 1.82 ERA. Uh, and if you can imagine, if we can get Freddie Peralta and Brandon Woodruff on the same page and get them starting like they looked to uh, last year, that's. <coughs> That's a scary rotation, probably the best in the league. Um, and they still have a stud of a closer in Josh Hader. Devin Williams looked like he got roughed up a couple times. But you know what he is with that um, airbender changeup. And then it's looking like they have some offense this year. Uh, Yelich looks like he's bouncing back. A 139 OPS plus. Not the same Christian Yelich we saw a couple years ago during his during his MVP run, but looking good. Uh, but they're getting production like Roddy Talese is their primary first baseman. He's got an OPS plus of 135. He's slugging 528. He's got 27 RBIs leading the team. Um, Willie Adamas had that big year last year coming over. Um, struggling a little bit. OPS plus is still above league average when he's hitting 215, but he's got 23 ribbies. But obviously they want more production out of their big guys and 
It looks like they're hopefully pro- they're probably going to make a move in the trade down as trade deadline as well. The Brewers look like a team that will make a trade at the trade deadline as well to maybe add to a a piece to this offense. But my goodness, that starting rotation is frightening. They look very good. Uh, Twenty nine plus run differential. Uh, second on this central is the St. Louis Cardinals. They're seventeen of fourteen with first year manager Ali Marmol. Um, <clears throat> Their story is, I mean, they're not getting enough offense out of their team. Very inconsistent. Nolan Arenado looks like he's having a really good MVP-esque season so far. OPS plus of 185. He's got a 974 OPS. Um, hitting the ball hard, tearing the cover off the ball. <clears throat> but guys they were really relying on to make that next step. Tyler O'Neill thought, you know, he was an MVP candidate last year. He's hitting 200. He's struggling hard. Uh, 72 OPS plus. Um, Paul DeYoung, we've seen him struggle the past couple of years. He's been, I can, how dare I say it, worse. He's got a 25 OPS plus. They actually just sent him down to the minors to figure his stuff out. Um, Dylan Carlson hitting 225 with 86 OPS plus. Yadi Molina hitting 221 with an OPS plus of 51. Um, offseason acquisition, DH, Corey Dickerson struggling. Um, Albert Pools has been... He's hitting 209, but he's there to hit lefties, not righties. Um, Juan Yepes, kid that just brought up, he's tearing the cover off the ball in 30 at bats. He's got 12 hits. He's got three doubles and two home runs. He's hitting 400. Uh, and then we'll see probably Nolan Gorman in the future. But the big offensive pieces that are really keeping this team afloat are Nolan Arenado, Tommy Edmond, and, and Paul Goldschmidt. This team's going to need more production. Um and when we go to the rotation, Miles Michaelis is looking like Miles Michaelis is having his bounce back year. Uh, when he first came to the Cardinals in 2018, he was solid. <coughs> he looked like he was uh, ready to take that next step, and he he's he was great. Uh, 2019 he had a, a good year, not great, and then 2020 and 2021 he's been injured. And in 2020 and 2021 he's been injured a lot of the time. Um, this year in seven starts, he's got 42 innings pitched. Uh, he's got a 1.49 ERA, uh, 255 OPS plus. Adam Wainwright in six starts, uh, 34 innings, a 3.18 ERA. His ERA plus is 120. Uh, this dude's still producing. Uh, fireballer Jordan Hicks is still in that rotation. Jack Flaherty still working his way back. But Hicks has been solid. He's, he's got four starts and 16 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's usually only going four innings tops. Dakota Hudson's bouncing back from injury last year. Um, Steven Matz, their big off-season acquisition, struggling. A 6.4 ERA in seven starts and 32 in a third innings. Struggling mightily. Um, he's allowed six home runs and seven starts. He's probably got to keep that ball out of the ballpark. And then they've got some really good bullpen pieces. Um, here's probably the thing you've never heard of. They have the best reliever in baseball in Ryan Helsing. Um, this dude's not been healthy the past couple of years, and he finally is. He Last week, I believe, he threw the fastest pitch of the season at 103 miles per hour. He's got eight games, 10 innings pitched, 20 strikeouts in 10 innings, zero walks, one hit, and uh, that's a, it's a cool zero ERA, folks. Um, 
So you're seeing this guy really do well. But Cardinals, offense is their issue, and then their offseason acquisition of Steven Matt's not looking great. Uh, Pittsburgh is 13 and 18. Cubs are 11 and 19, and Cincinnati are 8 and 24. Cincinnati started 3 and, I believe, 21 or something like that. Awful. They've gone 5 and 5 in their last 10 games, so that's better, but Votto was struggling. They. Hunter Green, their young fireball and prospect, struggling. It's just uh, Cubs not doing great. I know that they had uh, the guy from Japan, Suzuki, Seiya Suzuki, I think, and he got off to a, a rocket start, but he's kind of settled back to earth. He's still playing really well, um, but French Wendell, who had a nice showing last year, not doing well. And then, I mean, bullpens and shambles, not bullpen, I apologize. Bullpen looks fine. Their starting rotation doesn't look great. And it's just, we can go into the Pirates and the Reds, but this NL Central is a tough team. Chase, delete that. This, Chase, delete that. But this NL Central is a tough division. Delete that too, Chase. This NL Central is a weak division, so it looks like it'll be Milwaukee and St. Louis. Um, But as we look at it today, the Mets are going to take the East. The Brewers will take the Central. The Dodgers are on top in the West. And then we have three teams in, in the wild card, I believe. We have, I believe that's what it is. If I'm wrong, strike me down and tell me I'm stupid, but... The Padres, the Giants, and the Cardinals are the other three teams that would make the playoffs. And then the AL, we have the Yankees winning the East, leading the East. Minnesota leading the Central, and Houston leading the West. Um, It looks like we'd have the Angels, the Devil Rays, sorry, the Rays, and the Blue Jays um, as the other three playoff teams. But, I mean... I'm not quite sure what else to talk about, but Machado looks awesome. Um, he He's the front runner for the NL MVP right now, and I'd say Trout is the AL. As for the best pitchers of the, of the season, uh, I, it's hard. Verlander's having a great bounce-back year. He's got a 1.55 ERA in six starts with 40 innings, 40 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, I can't believe he's back doing his thing at however old he is, 38. Um, I don't know if he'd be my front runner for any... I don't know if he'd be the front runner for the AL MVP for me, but he looks good. Um, Paul Blackburn, this is baseball reference war, leads the AL in pitching war. I don't know how. He's solid four wins and six starts. He's 4-0 and a 1.74 ERA. His o- or his OPS... Sorry, this is pitching. Scratch that, Chase. His ERA plus is 201, so I mean, he's probably just a trade prospect. He's a trade candidate. And then it's looking like for the... Pablo Lopez is first in ERA for the Miami Marlins in the NL. Uh, he's got a one ERA. He is 4-1 and one with in six starts and 36 innings pitched. Um, they have a good staff down there with Alcantara... And Jesus Lazardo and Trevor Rogers, who aren't doing great, but they have a nice young starting core. 
I mean, Kantara, I mean, Alan Kantara and Pablo Lopez are both 26. Luzardo and Trevor Rogers are 24. It's just, I think bright things are ahead for them, but they need to figure out it, figure it out offensively. But I don't know. Walker Buehler or Kershaw or Scherzer, it's kind of a toss-up right now for the, you know, um, Cy Young, so. But I think that'll sum up this first MLB podcast for PSO. Um, thank you guys for listening. We'll try to get one out for you every week. Shout-out to Chasey J and um, I think Nasty Nate Tringali and Caleb Reardon still doing this, so I'll try to get with you guys every week. Uh, see ya. Have a good one. 